Hey there, handsome. Hi, buddy. How is your winter treating you? Uh, it finally feels like winter. Yeah, it was. Um, it it's funny, like, you think of winter as, uh, as uh, like, mo most people associate winter with those long, like, long nights, short days, like the short days, it gets dark really quick. Mm -hmm. But when, like, winter's really, like, getting ready to fuck you in the ass... The days are actually starting to get longer, because after December twenty first, the days are getting longer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So today, I noticed I was standing outside at work. We were at a, a venue, ready to do a show, and I was standing with our friend Jake. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's it. If it wasn't this cold, it'd feel like spring, wouldn't it?" He's like, "Yeah, it's odd in that way, because it was like five o'clock and it was still kind of like twilight, you know." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's weird how that works. Yeah, well, the fact that it, yeah, it's it's, it's cold, I, so it's I guess not it's just spring. that uh, we're older and time moves quicker, and we know in a blink of an eye it's going to be spring. Well, spring doesn't exist anymore. No, it's going to be. It just goes right to summer. I just by spring I mean it's daylight savings will be over, days will be long again, and we'll get that that snow on March thirty first. Yes. Oh, it's going to be cold as hell all through April. And then it's going to be about 97 and humid all through June. Is there anything? Oh, May. May will suck, too. Uh, Football's played in the heat now, and baseball's played in the freezing cold. Yeah. Well, everyone's just going to build domes. Yeah. And then we'll eventually <laughs> build one giant dome. And, and then, then we'll and then F we'll... up everything inside the dome. No, no. Then we'll... we'll have to build a dome inside the dome. And then we'll have to get the gorillas to eat the snakes. And then the cold <laughs> snap will kill off the gorillas. Uh, I thought you were going. In... Did you ever see Clerks the Animated Series? Yeah, when, when it first aired. Right. There was a whole Leonardo, Leonardo secret plan to build like a dome with gorillas. There's gorillas. And I thought that's what you were going on. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm well, glad we're on, I'm on the same page though. Well, at first Makes I, I a little good. at first I thought you were going all Wally on us. Oh, uh, did I ever see one? Yeah, uh, not um, all of it. You haven't seen Wally? No. That's the most beautiful, and it's like a silent movie. There's no talking till like 40 minutes into the movie. Ooh, I like that. It's gorgeous. No, the only animation I watch, I I. I just I watched the first twenty minutes of up and then the last twenty minutes of Toy Story three and that's my day. <laughs> well, I forgot you have a daughter, so it's more frozen and tangled for you, right? Frozen, tangled, uh the princess and the frog, the uh, you know what though Disney, they know what the hell they're doing. So you know how I was talking about uh when um when uh, Coachella came out? And I was like, oh, man, I was, I was complaining about the Firefly lineup and, and lineups. And we talk about music on this show, so I feel like I could, I could bring this up. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think it's real, but today uh, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival released their lineup. And in a year of people, uh, like music festivals, putting out bad lineups, let me just read to you the first line of this lineup. 
not, 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 now this isn't all home runs, but this is like, this is a pretty good, pretty solid lineup. It starts with the Rolling Stones. Wait, this is the what? The New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Jeez. And the Rolling Stones, Dave Matthews Band, Katy Perry, Jimmy Buffett, Chris Stapleton, Bob Seger, and the Silver Bullet Band. Here is why I understand what you're saying compared to the last time. I've heard of these people. Right. Just the first and the last band alone is reason for me to go. Bob Seger is something is like a bucket list thing for me. I, I love Bob Seger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the second line is Santana, Pitbull, Van Morrison, Al Green, Logic, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Jay Balvin, and John Fogarty. It's like awesome. Can, can we man. all? Can we all? Everyone kind of tilted their head to one side, right, when they heard Pitbull's name in there. <laughs> With all due respect, Mister Pitbull. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, to be fair, who's the only guy that had a New Year's Eve special? Yeah, that's true. I'm John Fogarty's top of that list. Tom Jones is on this lineup. Gladys Knight is on that lineup. Damn. Chaka Khan, Herbie Hancock. This is a weird lineup. Herbie Hancock. Yeah, Herbie Hancock. It's Damn. uh it's not it's not like your typical um it's more set up like Music Fest is locally here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are all at like a big. This isn't like a free. No, no, or not, no, not, no. not, not, not free in the sense. But is it like a, a free concert? But then you have to pay to see these acts, or is it like a kind of like uh, your Firefly? Where you? I don't. I really, uh, really don't know. I think it's spread across different venues. I really don't know. I, I'd like to find that out. But gotcha. but if if they could do like an uh, like if Austin City Limits puts out. Um, puts out a uh, lineup with Bob Seger on it, you know, because that's we talked about going. Enchantress and I talked about maybe checking out Austin City Limits. So that would be a thing we'd go do. Keep Austin weird. Shit, I'd go down. Uh, where was that? New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. No, I haven't either. I heard it. I heard it's fantastic. I hear there's a lot of culture there. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. I saw an episode of Insomniac once, and it looked like a lot of fun. I watched this show that was on for like three episodes called uh, Kayville. It was like post-Katrina, New Orleans. Anthony Anderson and some other some nondescript, uh, tough on the outside but soft on the inside white guy. They were they were live on the on the fringe police officers trying to do right by New Orleans, the Big Easy. <laughs> How many episodes did that last? Like five. It was on Fox. It was mm. back when I actually watched network television. Mm. Yeah, you're not missing much. Yeah. Um, hmm. Kville, I think it was called. They used blackberries as their things. Kville. I'll write this down and then throw this paper out later, okay? <laughs> okay. You got it. Uh, so did we get any good, uh, feedback or last week was fun. The nineties grab bag, I think on Insta- yeah. Instagram, did you see, by the way, today we hit 12,000 followers on Instagram? No shit. That's, yeah. I, I didn't have much service where I was at. So, uh, I wasn't on the Instagram much. No, I did not get any emails whatsoever in the last week. Hmm. No emails. You say? Nope. Nothing. I didn't get any emails, any offers, 
Um, are you trying to hide something from me? No, absolutely. I would I never I, hide. I, I, I wasn't going to bring this up. I was waiting for the podcast. I was. I thought I heard you bragging to some people about something. Around, no, around work. I am not. I am not braggadocious in any sense of the word. Almost as if you were going to leave me in the dust because that big things are hey, happening I'm for you. Be fair. That was the most. That that word had the most syllables ever used on this show. <laughs> it's probably, probably true. No. Um. Yeah. Um. Dude, this has been fun. But uh, a time comes where you have to. Uh, Separate the you got a Tony Danza yourself, you know. You know, Taxi was great, but um, you know, who's the boss is calling? And I received an offer from we we spoke and I high, spoke highly about uh you know the great talent that CAA has and Steven Seagal last week, and <laughs> CAA reached out to me and um, the president of CAA, I think I heard you say president of uh. Uh, yes, the CAA president. He used his own personal Gmail account. From CAA president, yes. <laughs> um, that, that's how I know it's real. Um, but yeah, I guess since this is coming out, I might as well. Well, I'll read the offer to you. I'm um, sorry. Um, CAA president to me. We want you. That's the. Oh, and he used three exclamation marks, so I'm assuming that that's... Oh, he must mean it. He's not joking. Yes, I'm also being a sexist pig, because it's just a CAA president. Oh, could, could be a be she. A... Yeah. No, it's Hollywood. <laughs> no, we know they're full of shit. It's a man. Um, Mr. Squeeze, it was recently brought to my attention that on your podcast-type show, two people rambling off topic to each other, which, by the way, we did fantastically last week, that you have an interest in being signed to our organization. I didn't know that, but I do now. CAA, after viewing several of your podcasts as well as your blog entries, oh, wait, scratch that, <laughs> we are pleased to offer you a position in our agency. We are, as you said, willing to get to you, willing to get you what you need as our client and are prepared to offer you. And here is the offer. And this is why uh, I have to, I'm sorry, that's not going to work out between us anymore. Uh, two Genoa Salamis. A nice gorgonzola, <laughs> pecorino romano, calamata olives, a block of capicola, a hard salami from the corner market, and one pack of garlic ring bologna. Well, you can't turn that down. I do have a counter offer. If I could, instead of two Genoa salamis, one salami and one soprasada. Now, that's a charcuterie offer that Squeezer cannot turn down. Did I use that word right? Uh, well, it's charcuterie. It's technically not... Uh, that word gets thrown around a lot now. I, I think, like, technically it'd be charcuterie. You have to, like, put a rabbit in a bag and smash it and then put it on a plate. Oh, um, but that wasn't on the offer? I No, no smashed rabbit. I believe this offer to be quite well, tantalizing really and look forward to your acceptance, which you have. Please reply with full name, place of birth, social security number, birth date, and which episodes of Friends of Files you can be seen and, and reviewed. Uh, your CA president, PS, best not tell RK about this. He has a face for podcasts. It's true. Uh, I wasn't supposed to do that part. Um, <clears throat> now he's thank true. Thank you, he's CA right. president. I would love to accept your offer. Um, so you're officially but accepting? I'm, oh, it's a hard sticking point. I'm sorry. I need at least, uh, I need a, I need at least one Soprasada in there. Oh, okay. So we're throwing so this if, back if that, at if him. That, that's, that's my sticking point. You made your counter offer. The ball's, in, his, offer, the ball's yeah. in their court. I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to be sexist like you, and I'm going to use the right pronouns. Nondescript. 
we 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 know it's the scumbag dude. It's what it stands for. That's what president means, right? Right. A president of a studio or president of a talent agency offering you his meat to be to join uh, his agency is absolutely what Hollywood's been built on. <laughs> oh, I see. So this is all code. <laughs> yeah. Right. Ah, ew. That's really. I am not interested in your Kalamata olives. Right, his his meat and olives there is what you're getting. Well, that just ruined it when I'm going to be sitting here at night by myself in the dark eating various forms of prepared meats. I uh, was bragging, Squeezer, to somebody uh, who's a little famous that I was a bigger Ghostbusters fan than they were a few days ago. (laughs) And meanwhile, we're sitting here, and I didn't even know the news that came out three hours ago. I was like, oh, you mean the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer? And... You did you you did some shtick with me, until you told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rust City. Yeah. Uh, which is a working title that Jason Reitman has been working on, which is Ghostbusters Three. I think they weren't trying to let that out because they're trying to get Bill Murray to agree to an indie movie directed by Jason Reitman called Rust City. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he shows up on set, you know, put this on. This looks like a proton pack. Where's the script? It looks like it, but it's he'll not. Go, he'll go it where... represents your baggage in life. Well, well, Squeezer, to be fair, giving Bill Murray a script ahead of time isn't going to make that much sense anyway. He might not have the internet, so that probably is what they're doing. And they'll just show up and they're like, oh, it's a Ghostbusters movie. Just go with it. And then we'll, prob- we'll probably get a pretty decent movie. Now, if this is successful, hear me out, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. And those of you... In the in the rad years world, who are are going to go up in steam right now? Just relax, okay? Relax. I would hope that they give us the sequel. I would like to see where they go with the Gozer and the and the all female cast sequel. I enjoyed that movie, and I liked getting Ecto Cooler back, and I saved a lot of my Ecto Cooler because I thought it was going to be worth something. But now that <laughs> Rust City's coming out, it's probably going to come back out, and my Ecto Cooler is going to yeah. be worth nothing. God damn it! Yep. <laughs> no, I'm Can happy. I have it? More action. This means more action figures, more mm-hmm. stuff for me to collect, mm-hmm. more money for me to waste, mm-hmm. more brand, tie-in brand junk food and fast it's, food. It's God. good thing you got that big fancy new office to put more Stay Puffs in. I know, right? I, I got one uh, the other day at Target. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's beautiful. I have and then Enchantress got me one for Chris, and then she got me another po- a poster I have to get framed. So I got yeah, I got I got lots of more Stay Puffs in my office. Nice. So. Zack um, Ryder, you think you're the biggest fucking collector of Ghostbusters shit in the planet? Uh-uh. He probably has more than me. He's got, that, you think I spend money, Squeezer? Mm-hmm. This guy, he wrestles for the WWE um, currently, I guess. Yeah. Not really, but he's mm-hmm. on the roster yeah. from his own admission. Uh, you should watch his YouTube show with this guy, Kurt Hawkins, another wrestler, called Figure It Out. This guy puts me to shame. It's it's really like me and you. Like there's a there's a hashtag on on the show about how cheap Kurt is and how we, free wheeling wheeling spending Zach is. Well, it, the only difference is Zach and I do have very similar physiques. Well, Kurt Kurt Hawkins is a ripped guy too. All right. Well, then we're both just you know so much in common here. Adonis's. No, uh, you have to check it out. It's um, it's pretty good. This Zach Ryder, this guy, he's around our age. I think he was born in '85, 
Uh, and I really know anything about him until Zombie uh, Sailor tipped me off to his podcast. So I'm listening to it, and he and he's talking about all this shit and about what he collects. He collects exactly what I collect, what we all collect on the rad years, like mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, Turtles, uh, Hasbro, WWF. Sorry, it's like bread and butter. And what would you say my bread and butter would be? Whenever we go anywhere, what are you looking for for me? Oh, for you? Yeah. Uh, Besides Ghostbusters. What's that? Besides Ghostbusters. Uh, Hasbro wrestlers? Yeah, Hasbro WWF. Exactly. Yeah. That's and that's his thing too. So he's more. He's got. He paid seven hundred fifty dollars for a wood cutout of the what they used to make the Macho King's uh, plastic mold that goes on the card, the bubble. Is it the actual cutout? Yeah, they used the, the actual it, one. It used? was the actual. I could, I got a sprawl saw. I could have done that. No, nah, this is a, this is a nicely carved piece squeezer. Oh hey! And finished. No, I mean, I'm you need more than a scroll saw is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm pretty good. It looked like it was hand sanded down, like hand worked. You know what I mean? Ouch! Yeah, I do. Yeah, you're saying I suck. No, I'm saying you could do it, but you would need more than your scroll saw. Well, I got my. I don't know what hands. a scroll saw is, so I'm just assuming. <laughs> That's why oh. I'm just. <laughs> Hold on. Recorder just fell. Ugh, I can't hear anything. In the middle of me saying I don't know what a scroll saw is, and we're still recording. Okay. Why do I have a feeling that we're going to be coming back to this at some point and starting over? No, nah, I checked it this time. We're still recording. Okay. That happened. Blue red light blinking. Red light's blinking. Countdown is going up. Very good. Yeah. Is that a? We want it to go up, right? Yes. Okay. It's telling us how much time we've wasted so far on the podcast. Oh, excellent. Well, to be fair, at least we're doing it now. We are going to, I have a list. We're going to stay on task today. We might tangent, but we will always come back to the topic at hand. All right. Well, now's a better time than ever. We're talking NES games, our second full NES game show. Oh, okay. I was going to still talk about you know, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Well, we'll save it. I'll jump. All right. Well, let's get into the show, and then we'll break away and come back to this, because, you know, wise flow smoothly. <laughs> sure. Well, you have more to say about the Ghostbuster movie? Well, no. I just, you know, I I have my biggest issue mm-hmm. with the latest one, other than all the goofy guns, which... Yeah, I didn't like that either. That that really bothered me. Uh, my biggest issue was just the C- use of CGI. And it kind of just... I get it. That's how you make movies now. It's not, but though. You I don't have like, to. I feel like Ghostbusters could be that franchise where you don't. I feel like Jason Reitman, thing, he was in Ghostbusters 2. He he used the word He-Man in Ghostbusters. No, wait, no, he didn't. He said his he said his dad said you guys are a bunch of frauds. And that's why they bankrupt the city. Yeah. Um, but he, it, was, it, he was six years old on the set of the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, and he was a punk teenager in Ghostbusters yeah. 2 and he <laughs> led to kids chanting for He-Man so you can't really get mad at it but no. at that point in 1999 He-Man wasn't that big of a thing yeah it's, on, it's kind of a dick move right he was in outer space they were chanting for a guy that no one gave a <laughs> shit about anymore <laughs> that was the new adventures of He-Man but the way I look at it like they're already setting precedent like Dark Crystal on Netflix yeah. when it comes out yeah they're doing it's all practical effects it's all puppeteering that's a show right yeah, it's going to be on Netflix, and it's a prequel 
I guess, to the original Dark Crystal. Are you, no, okay. Here's a question I have for you. Mm-hmm. Your daughter is going to be three, right? Yeah. She loves Muppets. Yep. Are you going to let her watch Dark Crystal? Uh, I, I'll watch it first. I don't know if she'll be... Or have you not well, seen it? Well, oh, Dark Crystal? I thought you meant the new one. No, no, the original. Uh, not yet. You've never you've you haven't seen the or no, you're not gonna let no, her watch I, it. No, I'm saying I probably let, wait a little bit. Yeah, there's there's some span. adult themes and David Bowie's cot pieces, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll wait a little bit. Like right now, it's like we we watch old episodes of the Muppet Show and it's hilarious because she loves she loves shtick and slapstick. Yeah, but she's gonna uh, start becoming aware. She's she's gonna be Skynet soon. Oh, God, it's more terrifying than that. Yeah. The other, the, just today you were talking about sending her snapshots <laughs> video or something. I'm like, wait, she has an iPhone already? <laughs> You're like, no, <laughs> dummy. I record it and show it to her on my phone later. But, you know, soon she's going to be asking for her own phone. Yeah, and uh, she's not going to get one. She won't. She'll never have a phone. You should start her off with one of those Zach Morris ones. Yeah. But here's well, your phone. Well, no, I, am, I have a very, there is a plan in place where. That poor girl. <laughs> She's going to under, you know, understand and appreciate technology as it grows. It's going to be at a much more rapid pace, but she'll have it all. She'll have a cassette recorder. There's this article. Make her learn the hard way. I think it was New York Times or something. I got, I got to find it for you. This guy, this father with his son, wouldn't let him play modern video games till they went back and played every system together as a father and son. I almost let her play Mario Three the other day because she started turning she, uh, her purse, which is actually my NES controller. Um, I almost fired up, and then I realized if I let her play this, she's gonna be so addicted to it. You should start with Pac-Man or Donkey Kong, or like my parents did, Ghostbusters for Commodore sixty-four. Oh, no! If she can, I'll we'll do Deja Vu. If she can play and beat <laughs> Deja Vu, um. Ah, oh, squeezer. Then, That's she, such then a, she can move on. Such a squeezer answer. I mean, really, you could play those porn games on the uh, Atari, and she would never know what the hell she was playing. <laughs> what is this? Custer's Revenge. Was it Custer's Revenge? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What, what, what is this? It's nothing. I don't, I, honest, I don't know, honey. I don't know what this is. I, I don't know. Very lonely men. I don't know. Um, all right, so free to start? Yeah. All right. Oh, and, and I also want to say, um, I don't know who wrote that CAA email, even though I, I know it's the CAA president and it's a legit offer. All right. uh, I just, I just want to point out how awesome it is that they did that and in no way, like, posting your name, looking for credit, just br- other brilliance. Yeah, bravo, sir. Yeah, or and ma- just contribute. Thank, thank you for putting, for contributing to this show, and actually typing more than I ever have for this show. Madame or sir, whoever wrote that, congratulations. That was funny. That was more funny than anything we tried to make funny on this show. We got an email the other day. I sent it to you that that our, our friend, who's a mail carrier in Wisconsin, saying he he laughs out loud walking down the road. I like to think that he's laughing out loud at us because I don't think he could be laughing out loud with us. Yeah, I, I understand my role in this. Like I said, I'm 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 a Stooges fan, and no one laughs with them. You're laughing at them, and even <laughs> they knew that. 
So, um, like my ineptitude. If I can be curly without the final fate, I'm okay with that. My ineptitude and lack of vocabulary or pronunciation skills. I think, <laughs> I think that's what I bring to the table. I, I like I like the sudden just uh, like just pulling the e brake occasionally and just kind of us stammering through and trying to get out of a hole that we've dug ourselves into. <laughs> like now. <But> now. <laughs> All right, let's start. Your first pick. Here it is. Whether you're ready or not, it's coming. Nope. I hit the wrong computer. <laughs> <laughs> now it's coming. It's a two-computer operation. I have one. Yes. I'm sorry, three-computer. What is this? All right, so really you have to ask? If the, the music the music is enough, but the sound effects really sell it. I don't I don't know if I played this. Bionic Commando? I didn't, no. Really? Mm -mm. Oh, you are missing out on an amazing uh, original platformer, my friend. I'm looking it I, up. I, you keep talking about it. I would put this in my must top ten gotta play games. Not saying it's the best, but you gotta play it. Oh, there's like a thousand Bionic Commandos. NES. Uh, yeah, the NES one. It started out. It was originally an arcade game, uh, made by Capcom. Uh, and then it was. I was gonna say uh, this sounds like a Capcom, a Capcom score. Yeah. Um, and then it was uh, ported to uh, NES. And yeah, then they made some sequels and stuff. I actually downloaded the one on uh, PlayStation Three that they released uh, in the mid 2000s. It was kind of fun. But there was something about the original that uh, just I made it unique. I downloaded on PlayStation 3, it's funny you say that, the re-release of Capcom's DuckTales. Just oh. what, it just wasn't the same. No. No, and for me, I think that all comes down to the controller. There's a feel that that NES controller has, and it's designed for those games. And it just, it just works. And it's also a memory. It's a muscle memory. It comes back to you instantly the second you put that little rectangle in your hand. Right. There's a reason why uh, in four iterations since GameCube, every time a Smash Brothers game comes out, they release a version of the GameCube controller to go along with it. Because mm -hmm. uh, GameCube controller that, was that, a perfect That controller. still might be one of the best controllers ever made. I, I think it's the perfect controller. It feels so good. It's better than the original Xbox controller. <laughs> what? That, that thing was the size <laughs> of an iPad. It no, it was basically the size of. It was basically you had an Xbox and then you held a Sega Genesis uh, <laughs> Gen Two in your hand, and that's what you played with. And the but there was only like six buttons, but they yeah, were so it big. was enormous. It was so big. Um, so it was it was ported from arcade, and uh, originally it was released in Japan. Now, um. Japan gets away with they do a lot of different stuff over there than they do here and they have a different sense of history and you know what some people find offensive over here as they find offensive over there. So um this original title was uh Hitaro no Fukatsu Tapu Shikureto. I'm sure just by trying to pronounce that I sound awfully racist. Uh however, it comes off as Hitler's Resurrection Top Secret. Um 
which to me, that title kind of says you're trying to resurrect Hitler. Uh, in this case, you're not. Uh, anyway, Hitler in the American version was replaced with Master D. Um, they just changed the name. And the original Japanese version is just covered in swastikas. Because um, you're fighting uh, Nazi extremists well, uh, like after the war. That's that's and... not like too out of the realm of like crazy because Wolfenstein 3D was covered in swastikas. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So it's not like, yeah, you're fighting Nazis. Yeah, but, but Wolfenstein 3D didn't wasn't released on the NES. No, that's no, true. But it was um, but we still played it. I mean it was Oh, sure. Yeah. Um and uh what they ended up doing was uh, they changed all the swastikas to these eagles, which as it was funny because even as a kid, like I just I they changed them to bads from Nazis. They called them bads with two D's. Um, right. But I still thought they. I always assumed that they were Nazis because even as a kid, like I knew the eagle. It looked like the Reichsadler, which is the Imperial Eagle. You know, like you. But you, if you saw Indiana Jones, you know what I'm talking about. You yes. know all those eagle standards that they have. Um, the Nazis stole a ton of, you know, stuff from history, Egyptians. I mean, the swastika comes from that and, uh, yes. India as well. And then it's actually a sign of like good luck. Yeah. If say, you look, uh, if you look in the original manual, there's, um, on, there's, of, there's swastikas uh, on tons of Buddha statues of, and shit. Yeah. But if you look in the original manual of, uh, Zelda, there's a swastika. In right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not not a swastika. It's the actual symbol because they turn it like forty five degrees, and that's what makes it a swastika. Um, now talking Nazis aside, you know, you do get an awesome. So they they change the name. It's not Hitler. It's Master D. But at the end of the game, when you finally spoilers, uh, believe me, you're not going to get this far. It's too hard. I can't. I suck. Um, you end up blowing up this new reborn Hitler. And it's awesome because it's like, look, the cinematics aren't Ninja Gaiden-esque like we talked about in the previous NES show, how awesome and beautiful Ninja Gaiden was. But you have like three or four frame stills of seeing Hitler, like his face explode. And it looks just like the ending of Raiders where it's like his face like frame by frame, the skin getting ripped off and him just his face exploding. So it does come with a happy ending. <laughs> I mean, um, what, of course it does. Yeah. So it's what Capcom. makes this game so new, so unique, though, it's a platformer, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No different than anything, running around shooting stuff. But you can't jump because you have this grappling hook on your arm, and you use that for all your vertical climbing and stuff like that and moving around obstacles. I'm assuming you can't jump because in my mind, like my own little headcanon, this, like... uh Bionic Commando grappling hook arm weighs about 400 pounds. So in my mind, it's like, that's why you can't jump. Otherwise, I would jump and use a grappling hook. But in this case, I don't have a choice. I got to use my grappling hook. Squeezer, you're a student and yet a prisoner of logic. Ah, I know, I know. Uh, game was pretty tough. A lot of the enemies were pretty just basic, but it was the level design. And they really did a good job at building the worlds and the levels around uh using that grappling hook like it clearly wasn't just slapped together you know there was a lot of thought put into 
making this game work. And I, I it's to me one of my favorites to play. I love just throwing it in from time to time. Um, and the, the I'm reading notes. I had to look down. No, it's okay. Own handwriting. I'm just um, making the, sure you. I I need to get a a Bluetooth heart monitor on you, Squeezer, to make sure you, you're just not dying when you just. Oh, when yeah. I just stop like that. When you just go to a dead stop. Yeah. Um, I could just it, look it's down. called a wall, folks. It's called a wall. I, I could look down and at my if monitor. If I had a grappling like, hook, I could climb over it. I could I could actually tie the heart monitor into the board, and when you stop, I could just I just pot it up for the people so they can hear <laughs> so your people know. Can can you get one of those EKG things so they can actually hear my brain cooking? Oh sure, yeah. It'll it sizzles like one of those don't do drug eggs. It sizzles like Vince Clarthal's and Ghostbusters. It's kind of like a. What was the joke about the where they're freezing to death? So just what are we going to use for fuel? Just oh, fire a, up After, after effects? effects. Yeah, yeah. There's a it's a it's a television slash filmmaking meme. If you've ever used After Effects to composite, uh, that's how. If my space heater is people like turn your space heater off, I'll just render. I'm rendering a uh, a manhole cover for my turtles video that my friend Jason made today. That was the topic of conversation. These, this video, when it finally comes out, is going to be so <laughs> goddamn top shelf. We are rendering 3D models, and we weren't even doing it on work time. We were doing it like in our spare time, and like Jay did it on his lunch, and I, I, I wrote and gave, it, gave notes on my dinner break. That's how dedicated <laughs> we are to this stupid, awesome video. It's I'm excited almost, to see it, it. It's almost done. It's almost done. I just need to add that transition in the manhole cover. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so cool. You saw it today. Yeah. yeah, he showed it to me, and then he uploaded it to you, and he came over all giddy, excited to show yeah, you. It was yeah. cute. He does great work. Yeah. Well, it's not, I mean, hopefully he doesn't hear this and get too much of a head. Right, we don't want that. But, yeah, the the biggest thing about it, though, is what, what makes this game so hard, actually, and, and cool and different at the same time is, and almost going into talking deja vu, you have to pay attention to the story. Like, you can't just run through and shoot everything. And, you know, um, well, you don't know because you don't play it. There are rooms where you can either, you can communicate with your, uh, with other agents or your superiors or, uh, or tap into the line and listen to, like, the enemy. And there's little text um, and pictures uh, similar to, like, uh, uh, Metal Gear. Yeah. And Metal Gear Solid, it's like the, you know, the, the video image of the person and, like, a text dialogue. Um, and there's clues and hints, and it's like you have to, you might need this weapon, because nothing is linear. There's a map, but you can basically jump around and pick whatever level you want to play, mm -hmm. um, and you can only advance to certain levels until you collect stuff from other certain levels. So you need to pay attention to what these people are telling you in order to go through the right way. Either sometimes you got to turn around, or you're just stuck, or you end up walking into a black cave, and you are screwed. <laughs> Uh, but I absolutely uh, adore this game, and I've never even come close to beating it. I'm sure some people are like, oh, it's so easy. Like, yeah, well, I got to the last level of Arkanoid, and that game's really hard, too. So, on you. Exactly. Yeah. All right. My next game, my well, I'm sorry, my first game is hard as shit, just like this game. And you guys all know it.
This is the incessant music of The Simpsons, Bart versus the Space Mutants, the first Simpsons game on the Nintendo Entertainment System, released in 1991, not only on the Nintendo, but the Amiga, uh, which <laughs> our, our studio had tons of up until just 20 years ago, because they were making 3D graphics on them. The Amstrad CPC, the Atari ST, Commodore 64, Sega Master System, and ZX Spectrum all had it in 92. The Genesis and the Game Gear got it as well. Uh, Acclaim Entertainment and Ocean Software, where it had to, put it out. And um, it was basically Bart Simpson and uh, Kota Sung Kang came down and they're trying to build the ultimate weapon. And you know the way the game. You get your, you have to collect spray paint. You have your uh, They Live... Uh, sunglasses that allow you to see if aliens are human or not. They totally ripped that off from John Carpenter and the hot rod, mm-hmm. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. <laughs> Simpsons family are in it, and you have to help convince them to uh, uh, believe you that this was a, a plan by the by the the aliens and aliens actually exist. And the the fun part of it is there's so much Bart Simpson like. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Accoutrement. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good one. Accoutrement. Uh, like you get your rockets and your cherry bombs and your cans mm-hmm. of spray paint to uh, y- to mark things that I forget why you have to spray paint things, but so that the aliens don't see them. It's like purple to red or red to purple, and um, there's a lot of. Uh, elements from the simpsons in it uh including one of my favorites um in the first level uh, making prank calls to mo so he could uh run outside and you could spray paint his apron that's probably the best part this it was too much for me was it yeah it's hard I you I have to think fi- about it i couldn't it. even figure it out yeah it took me it, i didn't figure it out till i was older like when I played it in '91, I or '92, '91, uh, I was, I remember my friend had it uh, from Catholic school. I was uh, not even ten; I was nine years old, and I was not smart enough to figure it out. It's a smart game, and they might not have wanted to. Like that's the thing about uh, Morimoto when he develops a game. I I don't know how he he's his brain works differently than like. <clears throat> the normal game developers who are like, oh, let's do this and this and this and this. He puts all those secrets in, but he makes it accessible so that it's mm-hmm. accessible from the age of like five to like 95. And there's, that's, in my opinion, that's magical. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's very few developers in games that, that offer that. And, and, there, and once he passes away and that, that team from Nintendo does, They'll never be. That's why these systems from Nintendo keep fucking surviving. That's why I just bought a D- Nintendo 2DS like two weeks ago because there's magic uh, in Nintendo still. They put, they're able to harness something that that other developers can't harness because they pro- they have Shergoto Morimoto, uh, and I'm butchering his name probably, but he is mm-hmm. he is a once in a lifetime game developer. And why I'm not saying that there's not other great games, that that, that magic, that 5 to 95 all-accessible magic, the mm-hmm. Wii Sports being one of the best-selling games of all time, not just because it was packed in, but people bought a Wii because they wanted to play Wii Sports. 
in that simplicity. But that, but this a game like Bart Simpson, The Simpsons, Bart versus Space Mutants doesn't have that. No, there's nothing intuitive about it. No, <laughs> no, but it is fun. And that's not saying it's a bad, and it's not like a negative criticism. Right. It's a. I mean, it's what it is. It's a hard game. Yeah, and you really have to. You, you got to take your time, and and they don't offer you a lot of continues and resets. So you're gonna need Game Genie to beat this game. Yeah, and it's not something, especially for maybe that age group too. It might be. Right, I think it's I, just too much. Here's the problem, Squeezer. I think they thought their age group was, and I I don't know. I'm just pontificating here, but I, I believe they thought it's another good one. Thank you. There, uh, I will be collecting my two quarters from you because we're even after my second word. But that was another fifty cent word. So right now I'm ahead of you by two quarters. Yeah, but I had uh, what was my first one? I don't know, but I had a big word too. Yeah, but mine still had more. Uh, <laughs> Syllables. Yeah, but they're all fifty cent words, so mine was seventy five cents. Syllables. All right. So you owe me a quarter. All right. I think the developers uh, you know what, maybe I'm wrong. It's Bart Simpson spray painting and vandalizing. So maybe they did think they knew exactly what their age group was. Mm. But uh who knows? It's a fun game. I... Yeah, maybe it's I you know what? It, I think like I feel like I, I've skipped it, you know, in recent years. And when I say recent years, I mean like the last twenty years. Yeah. Did, did you buy um, one of those Nintendo? Oh, you you actually like playing cards. I'd get it, the cart. There's something about putting a cartridge in. I, I just you're enjoy. the same way. I read a fucking Kindle. You loved. You love to say you're going to read a book because you need the pages in your hand. It's. Uh-huh. Yet I'm the one yeah, who. Collects, I, I like the tactile feel. Yet I'm the one who collects vinyl. Uh, it, it's a it's a mainly it's a space and money thing. I I used to I tried to and it was just it was just too much. I was already collecting other stuff and then see, but I collect vinyl yet I have appreciation for Apple Music. Yeah, there's a. I get it, having it, a Nintendo. There's an ease to it, but I I do miss the idea. But also I can't I can't sit still anymore. Like I I get so <laughs> impatient. Like the idea of me sitting down and listening to to vinyl. Like I would, I would get so stressed out just sitting there. Oh, all right. Well, no. Okay. Well, what stresses you out about having a uh, hacking some ROMs that you owned onto a NES classic? I don't. Know, I just feel like it's cheating. It's not. It's the same exact controller. It's everything. N- no, no, it's not the same. Okay. Because you don't have to blow in it. You don't have to do this finger swipe. You don't have to jam a pen in there, you know. smack it a couple times, and hope to God that it still works throughout all the game right, until right. it crashes. All right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. You got me there. You got me there. All right, uh, we're ready to move on to your next pick. It's California Games. Six great Fun in the Sun games for your Nintendo. Roller skating, footbag, BMX racing, surfing, skateboarding, Master all six. California games for your Nintendo. That just kind of ends there, doesn't it? Yeah, just. It's like California it, games for your Nintendo. They yeah, went out like and found. It's like they just hit a tiny little patch of grass on the sidewalk and smashed their face in it while they're roller skating. Been there. Oh, roller blading. No, uh, it was roller skating. Well, I like to roller blade. Well, okay, but in in California games, you were roller skating. Right. It's not the future. Game. We're gonna bring back roller blades. I'm gonna bring back roller skates. Um, those little Cookie Monster ones or whatever the hell I was wearing. Right. 
Um, California Games was ahead of its time, man. Um, man, like Bart. Um, released by Epic Games in '87. Uh, this was a Commodore 64 port. And these guys have been known for their like their winter games, summer games. Uh, right, like the it, they were they were like the huge games of Commodore sixty four. We had a yeah. Commodore sixty four, and this is what the 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 it was known for. Epics with a Y, um, and and Epics pretty much went down with them. Um, they only released a few games on a what would NES be Gen three. Uh. Believe Nintendo Entertainment System is part of the third generation of gaming, but I yeah. don't know. Let me look it up. Yeah, probably should have wrote that down before we started. Anywho, uh, but yeah, Epics uh, they folded in '93 uh, finally, but um, they left us with what I think is just an awesome game uh, and just a fun game. To, whereas, um, whereas. Bart versus Space Mutants is a, a fun game, but it's not something you can just pick up and mess around with for a little bit and feel like you achieved something. Um, California games, you have yes. like little individual... Third, what was that? Third gen. Something that <laughs> most people don't even know or care about, but I knew you wouldn't rest till you... Yes, that was bothering me. I knew it was... Because Intellivision is like considered second gen, right? Intellivision is... In the second, yes, it's second gen. Yeah. And Od- like Odyssey is first gen. Uh, Magnavox Odyssey uh, and all those ping pong devices yeah. are first gen. Woo-hoo. The Atari Twenty Six Hundred, the VTEC, RCA Studio, the Magnavox Odyssey Two, the Vectrax, the Atari Fifty Two Hundred, which we had, are second gen. Third gen is. Obviously, Master System, NES, and um, Viewmaster Interactive Vision. Yeah, I always felt like the NES kind of just stood on its own at that time. You know, like it. Well, it did. Every, it, the it game did. market crashed. Every every uh, every other every other generation had a little bit of competition or a lot of competition, and at the time this time like nes was just i would say the commodore 64 stood with it but not it not with it no it stood there (laughs) it stood there it It was was no it was no neo geo yeah it wasn't fourth gen is when shit got crazy yeah um which what's the craziest thing now is in eighth gen there's uh, there could only be there's only four Mm mm-hmm and two of them are Nintendos, and it's so hard to break in now. Well, it, it, are there are there four or there's more? Because now you look at like all there's so many different more platforms. Yeah, you could count like Android and iPhone, I guess. Yeah, and um, like uh, just... even Amazon and Apple TV, but they they count Wii U, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch as the four. Yeah, but then you also look at you know, like you're gonna have VR options and stuff like that. Yeah, there's tons so, of options. Yeah, there's tons. Yeah. It's you know, so much more to go with. And at the time, though, you had you know, a little gray box that was everything. It was my this was my world. Uh, and in that world, I can go all the way to California and go skateboarding <laughs> and surfing. Look at see, I'm bringing it back around. We are staying on task. You had that blonde hair as a kid. Oh yeah, I was a little blonde boy. 
Yeah, you're you're um, prime for California games. Yeah, um, except when it came to roller skating. Oh my god! So you, you had you had uh, what skateboarding, uh, surfing, hacky sack, or they call a uh, footbag, uh, roller skating, uh, frisbee, and BMX. Footbag, by the way, was the best game on that. Oh, by far, I loved it. I did, I played this one the most. Yeah, everyone did. Um, I think. So after you go in, you put in your name, and then you pick a team sponsor. Uh, very reminiscent of what you would do in um, later games, like uh, like uh, I know UFC games and stuff that I used to play. You'd have to get a sponsor. Racing games, you'd have a sponsor, and and it was kind of cool um, to have. And then you would go through and play these individual sports, and you it was always fun to play. You know, the best was to play against friends because you know you um, you're competing against each other. Um, but with, uh, uh, with skateboarding, so skateboarding, you're in a half pipe and this is like a direct, when you watch, I was watching it and I'm like, holy shit, it, it, for the time, it looks like it is the direct, uh, not descendant. What's before descendant? Ascendant? Pre- Precursor? 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 That's a good one. Uh, it is, it's not even like the uncle, it is the father of every Tony Hawk pro skater game. <laughs> even, like, you're doing, like, little, like, little moves and, um, like, a stale fish and stuff like that, and little points, like, pop up on there, and it felt like I was just, I'm, I'm watching an 8-bit version of Tony Hawk. It was mm-hmm. so, it was, it I, really I, hit I me, just like, read, wow, this game was ahead of its time. I just read somewhere, and I don't know how true it is, but I heard that Tony Hawk, is getting back into the video game industry with some indie studio. So there's like a new Tony Hawk coming out from an indie studio. I've been I've been out of it for a while. I you know played the early ones a lot, and then I had the one on Game Boy Advance, which I probably played just as much as anything because it was always in my pocket. So you're sixth generation on that. Uh, Game Boy Advance is sixth gen. I think so. Okay. Um, so skateboarding was fun. Uh, yeah, the hacky sack, the foot bag, that was, it was hard, but fun. And I would just do like the little head bop the entire time. Cause that's the one thing I can do. And all I would do is just try to kill the damn seagull. Um, do you ever kill that then, seagull? Uh, yeah, I always try to go kill the seagull, uh, go all Randy Johnson on it. Um, and then I didn't even realize too. I was when I was I was watching it. Maybe it's because I'm too busy playing and concentrating on it. But in the background, you actually see Alcatraz in the in the bay behind you mm-hmm. as you're doing it. So you're clearly in either like you're in like San Francisco or Oakland. Um, uh, surfing, surfing was fun because it had a new cool. Uh, they had like a little surf riff, like a '60s uh, surf rock song to go with it. And then you had to outrun the wave at the same time, pull off some little simple moves. And if you got wiped out and stuff, sometimes it was cool. A little shark would pop up and like an eight bit version of Jaws would play. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. you could you could easily die in, in California games. Now, I would always die in the roller skating because I would crack my skull on the sidewalk constantly. Um, to me, this was the hardest one. Because you had to like tap the buttons to skate, but then you also had to time your jumps and move around obstacles. And there were simple little cracks and grass and random bouncing things and stuff. And I was absolutely horrific at it. And if I had to, I just would skip it altogether. 
<laughs> I would even I would just put the controller down and wait for the time to run out and just take my loss and we'll move on to Frisbee because I kicked ass at Frisbee. Because hmm. Frisbee, all it required was basic timing of uh, filling a meter bar, which I'm like, oh, I can do that. Um, and you had Frisbee was cool because you had to time um, uh, speed and uh, was it speed and distance, <laughs> speed and angle. And when, oh, when you yeah. them out perfectly, sure the math. Green, you would you would throw it, and then someone else would run out and catch it. And sometimes it was cool, like they dive and catch it, and you got points depending on how far you went. Sweet. And then BMX was well, BMX. I didn't know until I was watching it that you could do tricks. <laughs> I just tried to like like just ride my bike by tapping, 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 and just trying to like jump over all the basic little obstacles and survive. Apparently, you can do flips and shit. Hence BMX. I guess that makes sense. It wasn't just bike ride through the mud. Right. Um, but I absolutely love this game. It had a lot of variety. It was actually great to play with friends, which I did have. Um, and uh, we would always play at my aunt's house because she had it too, and she would kick my ass in it. Uh, at this game? Uh, everything, yeah. Well, it was her game, so she played it all the time. Oh. I, fr Frisbee, I did have a chance which it goes to prove because i was awesome i was um well that's just really not fair and what? squeezer what's that awesome and free well it translated it, it taught me early on because it prepared me for college yeah ultimate frisbee in college yeah, yeah absolutely i i was always shirts whether or not i was shirts or skins <laughs> all right everyone wanted that speaking but of yeah, this game sold three hundred thousand copies that's not bad. Not bad. Uh, speaking of always skins, my next pick is this. This was WWF WrestleMania, the 1989 NES game. I got this from my grandparents. We were at my uncle's for Christmas Eve. And I've explained, I think, of this, that we had a pretty big Christmas Eve uh, in our family. Like, all, all my dad's side of the family got together and gave our presents on Christmas Eve. So my mm -hmm. grandma got me this game, and we I immediately had to take it downstairs and play it with my uh, uh, cousin's Nintendo. He had to dig it out. He's a couple. He's like ten years older than me. He dig, he dug it out, and uh, we played it. Uh, so the game features Hogan, Andre the Giant, system. I do my Macho Man thinking, thinking, thinking. Yeah, Nintendo. Uh, Million Dollar mm. Man, Ted DiBiase, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Honky Tonk Man. Strange. Yes, a weird combination. And as a kid, it bothered me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so each wrestler has the moves. Uh, Andre was obviously the best, Hogan being the second best. And I was not that good at the game. It took a while. It was, it was a bunch of button mashing to figure it out as a kid. Yeah. And as you like... Uh, give a wrestler a, a good ass whooping, he turns like all red, indicating his anger. But once a wrestler is angry, he can inflict more damage on you. Yeah. Uh, these little icons, 
uh, when your song was playing, I think that's how it worked. Uh, little icons came through that were unique to your wrestler at the top ropes, and you had to go collect them, and you'd get like a slab of energy. Hmm. You, uh, wrestlers couldn't pick up other wrestlers' icons. Uh, so it was very, uh, very much in that, in that manner of uh, you could only collect your icons. Uh, so <laughs> here's a, an omission that I never admitted to anybody. But I, I think I, it's a, we're in a safe place, and I can admit it, admit it to the world now. So I'm not very good at video games, and there was no way to really cheat at this. But I realized playing through, if you do like a six-man tournament, and you play through and just play like nobody, like the second player, and just beat them and pin them, uh -huh. eventually they present you with the belt on screen. <laughs> and it, but it took like 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. So there's this one day. It was probably during winter break. I probably should have talked about this on the winter break podcast. Where my mom was doing laundry in the laundry room, which was next to our room where we had the Nintendo. So I sat in there and like I, I strategically planned it. So I sat in there beating the shit out of nobody, <laughs> the second player that didn't exist, and pinning them and pinning them over and over. And then finally I was like, Mom, Mom, look, with the belt on the screen. I won the belt oh. at WrestleMania. I was so proud of myself. Oh, this makes so much sense now. <laughs> that, that, that need for... Oh, the need for adoration and approval and any means to achieve it whatsoever. <laughs> I wanted the belt. I, w I would have been a hell of a heel in the WWE. I was just going to say, you went full heel on me. <laughs> I'm a fucking heel. Fucking dead than Kelsey's nuts. That's a Jim Cornette impression from Bruce Pritchard of something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard. B34. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Uh, it was the second WWF game, WWF game ever produced. I'm gonna sneeze, so I'm gonna pot down. Am I? You pot me down? No, I just potted me down. Yeah, I, oh. I, I potted up the music while I was sneezing. Oh yeah, that was good. I, I, I was, was gonna start talking. Whose sure music was that? You're gonna sneeze. I told you the wrestlers in the game whose music is playing right now. Hang on. Put it, pump it up. It's kind of hard to hear over the. Is that honky tonk? Oh man? hell yeah, it is. Good, good guess. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the first game released by uh, the WWF was called Micro League Wrestling. Do you remember that one? I don't remember. Well, you know what? I because I didn't even play this. Um, wow. I I had. Uh, I didn't know micro league wrestling existed until two days ago. No, no, I never heard of that. And I honestly, I didn't play this until much later, like my second time around, maybe like late '90s, uh, restarting my NES collection. Well, it was uh, on because I had, uh, you know, uh, uh, NES video. You know the pro wrestling for nes the yeah. basic one um we would we would rent show. wcw which was a much better wrestling game it had the road warriors on the cover it was a much mm -hmm. better game but we would only rent that and i would wonder why like the legion of doom was called the road warriors and they're in a <laughs> wcw game i didn't know the business i wasn't no one smartened me up back then but i gotta get my hands on this micro league wrestling it's a turn-based strategy wrestling game oh that features oh you just made me excited this is everything i ever loved in life right so um 
Before matches, Mean Gene Okerlund, rest in peace, uh, interviews the participants. Howard Finkel does ring introductions. And during the matches, text commentary is provided by Vince McMahon and Jesse the Body Ventura. Wait, wait, what's it called? Micro? A micro league wrestling. Micro league wrestling. Micro league with an L. Micro league wrestling. Interesting. Yeah, so look it up, and uh, in the meantime, let's move on to your next pick. Oh, yeah. I probably should have mentioned uh, that I hope you speak Japanese if you're going to understand the next clip. Uh, I don't What the hell is this? This is City... Didn't you listen to the commercial? I tried to. City Connection. It's and clear is... as day. He says City Connection. And that is? Uh, it's a game made by Jalico back in 85, I think. Okay. Um, you've never. You, this is this is an odd one. I don't know if a lot of people know of this game. Do you know of City Connection? I don't. Have you ever seen it? Or, first of all, the music is quite catchy, in my opinion. I, I am a fan. Um, so in this game, you are a a driver in the arcade, in the Japanese version. You are it's this female driver. You're a guy in the U.S. I think they just knew their markets. Um, they knew boys wanted to play car video games. Because, um, you know, CAA, president, right? Yeah, said they do. Um, it wasn't me, it was him. Um, so, C Connection, you drive around in uh, a 1985 Honda City, and the idea is there's uh, roads, and it's like there's the bottom road, which is, and the, the screen loops. It's a constant, there's no end to the level, it just loops around. If you go so far, you get back to the start. Um, and then there's like three or four other tiers um, that are like broken up and you have to jump across those in your car. And as you drive across these open little, it looks like open grates. And as you drive across them, you uh, paint them until they're solid. And you advance to the next level once all those lines are painted. Huh. This game is ideal. I don't know How did why you, this isn't. Did you play this uh, as a kid? Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Love this game. This Did you own it favorites. or rent it? Uh, again, my aunt had it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, um, yeah, she was. She had all the cool games. All the, all the, just not even cool. <laughs> just different. She had very different taste in games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just fun to go play those. It wasn't all a bunch of platformers until she bought a Super Nintendo, and that was the first place I played Super Mario World. And was just blown away. Uh, I just wanted a damn cape. That's all I wanted as a kid was a cape. We all did. We all used our blankets uh, or towels with a oh, close, sure. with a, a, a safety pin. Yeah. So you would drive around and you'd avoid the cops and spikes in the road and that fucking cat. And then collect oil cans and you could shoot the oil cans at the police cars and then they would spin out and you can bump them and you get extra points. You also get them out of your way because mm-hmm. it's like kind of Pac-Man tactics. You get hit, you're, you lose a heart. Right. Uh, lots of hearts. It was... The game was a little bit all over the place with certain elements, but it was a fun game. 
and it was very much just a, a pick it up and kind of mess around and play. And there were 12 levels, um, and they got harder as they progressed. And, like, the cityscapes would change behind them. Like, there was, like, New York and London and, uh, like, Egypt and uh, Tokyo and just all kinds of cool, very cool scenic backgrounds. But the idea was you were just driving around painting these lines uh, and then uh, just avoiding the comps and that fucking cat. And then uh, when you would paint them all, you would just basically freeze wherever you were at and you would move on to the next level and the song would kick up again and you'd proceed and paint again. And it was just a very addictive, fun, simple, but yet really challenging and required a lot of skill with the car. The car handled great. Um, you can It would turn on a dime and you could jump. You can do like a regular little jump. You could do a high jump and you could turn in like midair which was cool. There's a lot of little techniques and stuff, and you could practice. Um, and as long as you, you know, avoided the fucking cat, and you would go through the game and paint all the levels, you could move on. And uh, eventually, uh, I don't ever even think think I came close to beating this game, because um, like I said, it's 12 levels. And at the time, I probably had the attention span of like a nine year old, which, if I think correctly, I was probably nine years old. Um, but yeah, I, I there's not so much you could say about this game, really, other than just go and f- even just watch a video and, and check out what City Connection's all about and see why it's just a fun, catchy little game. Um, and also the soundtrack is that it you know, uh, it's kind of repetitive. I like it, and maybe there's some people out there that just want to role play, uh, living the life of driving around in a in a 1985 Honda City, and just avoid that fucking cat. Avoid the cat, dude. I was the that cat's the worst. It just stood there. It just stood there like a flag or something. I don't know. It was eight bit, so it was hard to tell. I don't know if it had an umbrella, but it was just this cat, and it would appear randomly throughout the level. When you hit the cat, you exploded, in the hearts. Um, that cat was just the misery of my just my nightmares for years. Like there was Freddy, and then this damn cat getting away in my 1985 Honda City. I love my power glove. <laughs> this is a game called Rad Racer, but. Hold on, Squeezer. Yes. We're going to have to break. Is there a fourth wall in podcasting? Um, If you're doing one of those like fancy radio dramas. Aren't we talking? Which is, aren't we, I know what we're doing. We're, aren't we breaking the fourth wall the entire podcast because we're talking to the audience? Yeah, like they know we're talking to them, so I guess. But we can break the walls down, a la some Chris Jericho. Break, yeah, fucking egg. Yeah. Walls of Jericho. Uh, yeah. So this is the next night. <laughs> we took a pause. Edit. Edit. Uh, and in between, Jason Reitman dropped a few pictures and a little teaser for summer of 2020 for this new Ghostbusters movie we talked about. Yeah. Uh, we. It would have been silly if we... Fortunately, it worked out that we did end up stopping. Otherwise, we would have been silly putting it out only with that announcement right. and the trailer to yeah. drop, like the next or a teaser to drop the next day. And I apparently dropped a caustic f bomb in the beginning of the show, but we're leaving it in because I'm a scumbag. Oh, you're not a scumbag. If you listen you're to just this show, a, a 
and you, you listen. You just your mouth is just so foul. It right. caught me off guard. And you listen to Rogan and Kevin Smith. Like, I mean, come on, you're used to this. Every, yeah, and I also talk to you like every day as well. Right. So you hear me oh. drop caustic, yeah, uh, cursing on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I think that's a given. I think the thing that made me enjoy that teaser the most, and I don't want to spend all day on it because it's just a teaser. Mm-hmm. It's, there's nothing in it. Just a teaser? I watched it 40 times. Right. It, it's got the, the, the soundtrack, so that uh, it's, it's got it the, the score so to Ghostbusters, and it's got like the original effects and mm-hmm. the Ecto-1. So I think, and then like he posted his, uh, his selfie in front of the car, and he's like, finally got the keys to dad's car or something like that mm-hmm. and it's just fuck like come on how glorious it, like that quick reveal uh it just i've never been this excited yeah i mean like it, this teaser did exactly what it's supposed to do and i am i am so giddy i am i am like a little try there ghostbusters it really does hold a special place you know, for me. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you've seen what a fan I am. I mean, you just yeah. look at my office, and it's like Ghostbusters threw up all over my office. Yeah. Like, there's like, they, and my basement. Ghostbusters comes with a, and my a, house to me. Like, there's a smell, a taste. Like, I, it puts me in a place. Nothing else really does that, but Ghostbusters does. Yeah, it's it's probably the mo- my my most collected franchise. It, not probably. It <laughs> is my most collected franchise. I own so much Ghostbusters stuff. So much money. There's a lot of those purchases where you're just like, what the fuck with me? <laughs> well, I I think that um, regardless. Yeah. Well, yeah. Purchases. Yeah. yeah but go- I mean, Ghostbusters especially. Oh, Remember, yeah. uh, there's one where I was like a couple of years ago where I was justifying that there's two items I could sell and make my money back. Those real Ghostbusters uh, Mattel, like Mego style figures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have the the San Diego Comic Con releases, and I'm like, I could sell these two alone and make my money back. And you're just shaking your head. Yeah. But because because you know I'm not gonna sell them. No, I know you're absolutely not. No. No, I'm not in this to make money. Um, but it, it was just really exciting to see. Like, it, so it wasn't it, the way that news dropped the night before. It almost felt like it was a leak. You yeah. Know, that it was so subtle. But and then for this to come out just. I mean, what a blitz. I mean, they really did just take over the entire geek market uh, yeah. for a, yeah, it's, it's, a good 24 hours. I would like to be in the boardroom for... I have a lot of good ideas for, for food tie-ins. No. Uh, I want a fucking Happy Meal. Oh, yes. I want I want collector cups. I want collector mugs. I, oh, I am... Yeah. I want candy tie-ins. I want junk I'm gonna food get tie-ins. so fat because of this movie. I want more cooler. So. I want uh, ecto cooler energy drinks because that's something I pitched from the get-go. What can we do? So if they put alcohol in our ecto cooler, we can get Slimer back on the box, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, get at it, folks. Right, making like a ecto cooler Zima. I'd buy it. I don't give a yeah. shit. Yeah. I, I, uh, like I said early in the show, now I'm upset that my ecto cooler I collected um, is worth nothing anymore. You didn't learn anything from the entire episode we did on comic books or Beanie Babies or. No, nah, I, I, you know, I was never going to sell that. No, I know. I was going to drink it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am. 
I am I am so giddy. I'm so excited, and it's and you know we're gonna get. Uh, I I would expect to get a good, and I'm a hu- uh, a good cast. Um, I bet almost it all seemed... the toys from the last movie, the the film female cast movie. So, I have all the action figures. I have all the classic action figures. I have almost mm-hmm. every toy that came out for that. So I am have all of these. What's that? And you will have all of these. I will have every every everything that I just I just oh. can't wait for the release. And you know what this means? What? I would think. Well, we don't know if it's gonna be there or not. They have to go back to the firehouse, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The firehouse is still up, so, so yeah. Yeah. No reason. So you have to still, even though I I assume what they're at Ray's farm at the family farm um, that they mortgage. This is remember my script I pitched to you that it started with it, with Ray in the insane asylum. Yeah. And Pete Venkman won the um, Nobel Peace Prize for his scientific developments, and he wanted to forget his past. I, I don't th- I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a few of your ideas things you mentioned uh, pop up in there. Yeah. Not saying that Jason Reitman listens to this show. It'd be awesome if he did. Hey. Well, you know, I I I, I have a, a pretty good treatment that I was showing a lot of people. A lot of people. Was one of them named Jason Reitman? No, but he <clears throat> showed a lot of people my treatment for an idea for Ghostbusters three. And then I was like, I was like throwing it out hard when I, they announced that all-female cast reboot. I was like, no, I got this really great idea where they conjure the ghost, they conjure the Stay Puft Marshmallow, Marshmallow Man to help them fight. It kind of like stole cribbed from uh, the animated series. Mm-hmm. Like they conjure the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man to help them fight like a big kaiju type monster. Yeah. So there's like at the end movie is there's a kaiju battle between um, uh, Stay Puft. The Statue of Liberty and a kaiju monster. That would be insane. I know it like blends all the movies together, and um, they're like they they It's basically kind of like ripping off. It, it has like the same moment that Jurassic World has, where like not enough teeth, and she goes and gets yeah. the T Rex. Like mm-hmm. Stay Puff is losing, and they're like it's not enough power. What can we do? And you see it at NES Advantage going down, and it, it, a, a, a jib, a crane pull out over the Hudson, and it, it's they're getting the. They're getting the Statue of Liberty back. That would be sick. Yeah. Either way, just the way that the teaser is shot, um, and just by the look of it, the feel of it, uh, it, it I think it's we're getting a, a real Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. So you guys not are... the real Ghostbusters, but a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And uh, yeah. you got to listen to us talk about this over the soothing sounds of the Rad Racer, the full forty-two minute rip of gameplay. I'm glad that you pulled off 42 minutes. Yeah, so uh, originally released in Japan as Highway Star. I remember when my brother got this. He got it the same night I got... Um, That's a good song. What's that? That's a good song. Yes. He got it the same night I got WrestleMania for, for uh, that Christmas night. Couldn't play it till the next day because I kind of bogarted my cousin's system and made him play WrestleMania with me. But I remember uh, this game mostly that it came with 3D glasses, and if you hit the select button while you're playing, it put it into that weird 3D mode that you play for like once and then never go back to it again. And then you remember that it has it when you accidentally hit select, when you're trying <laughs> to do that, like start, 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 like pause to like get more time after you crash. Have you ever did that? Did, have you ever done that? Mm. So like you crash in the tree and you, you pause and unpause and pause and unpause and pause and unpause. 
because for some reason it feels like you get more time. It's it slows it's, it goes like quicker and eats the clock less if you do that. Hmm. It doesn't, I don't think. But you you get to choose between two types of cars: the F1 car or the um, I don't know that red car. The uh, it's like a Ferrari. Yeah, it says it's a 328 twin turbo. Uh, it's not. Yeah, I think I think it's a Ferrari. Oh, okay. Um, and it's just a rally course with checkpoints before, the t- and they never give you enough time. Like there's so little time <laughs> on Rad Racer that if you basically if you crash, then you're just fucked. So like until we like got Game Genie, we would barely get through like the first few levels of. Uh, Oh, yeah, Ferrari 328. Yep. Uh, 1987 Camel-sponsored Honda Lotus 99T Formula One car. Did your dad have any merch from that car? <laughs> no, no, he wasn't into it. We were, not, we, were a, we were a NASCAR family. We were a stock car family. <laughs> Other, you don't go both ways? No, no, he was very, very strict about that. Oh. You know, occasionally we would go, we'd go, you know, go up to Nazareth just because there was a race to be seen, but that was more of an excuse to drink. <laughs> okay. So, and about- there were banners to be cut down to hang up in the in the garage. So, all right, that makes sense. The the thing that always pissed me off about this game is that it gives you your speed in kilometers per hour. And I didn't realize that until my one friend told me, like, you're not going, like, 200 miles an hour. You're going 200 kilometers. What is that, like, 100 and... I'm not good at math. Some sort of math. Yeah. Um, I would... I just get kind of... I, see, my biggest issue with it was that you had to, like, race. I just wanted the cruise to the desert and look at the clouds in the sky. It was what? so pretty. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different cities you're racing in too. The night scenes, and like right now, I think it's like either Ve- yeah, I think it's Las Vegas you're driving through. Uh, so this was a game that also was kind of made popular from the wizard Lucas uses the power glove because you could use the power glove in this game to control your vehicle. How how does it? Have you used it? No. To play it. My dad wouldn't buy me the power glove because he said it's oh. a piece of junk, and he was right. <laughs> oh. I'm curious as to how well it uh, how well it performed. Do you know who made this game? Rad Racer. Yeah. Yes. Square. <laughs> Good job googling. Yes, Square, <laughs> who wouldn't have a hit really until Final Fantasy a few years later, and now they're one of the biggest software companies in the world. But yeah, this was an early title from Square. Square developed exclusively for Nintendo back then. And this game came out in North America in October of 87. But uh, we wouldn't get it, obviously, until like a couple, two, three years later when we got... Uh, now I'm getting, I'm getting sucked down a wormhole. It was Square before it was Square Annex? Yeah. It was Square before it was Square Annex. It was Square Annex. But then now it got... It was Square Soft was at first. When square it... Soft. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's when it when they, they really like came out of their shell with Final Fantasy. That was Final a breakout Fantasy, hit. Yeah. Uh, but still, people considered Rad Racer in the top 100 games. Oh, absolutely. And, Rad and Ra- I'm not I'm not one for the. I I get bored with some driving games. Um. I. I Yo, I, is... we always got bored with this quick. It would be like put it in, 
play for 10 minutes, try and get past, you know, whatever you can get past. Mm -hmm. And when you couldn't, you know, you move on to, uh, you put DuckTales in, you know, or, mm -hmm. or Adventure Island 2. Because yeah. I, I had to somehow feel a way to squeeze Adventure Island 2 into this. Ah, I even had a note to make sure that we mentioned Adventure Island 2. Right, because our first NES game show, I did Adventure Island 2. Then we did an Everything Nintendo show, and I mentioned Adventure Island 2. And I didn't realize I did it both until we were researching for this show. And I wanted to talk about Adventure Island 2, but I realized I already talked about Adventure Island 2 twice. That's okay. Yeah, you let me off the hook. I, I, I forgive you. I won't repeat any older games that I talked about on this show. Like Landstalker? I will not talk about Landstalker whatsoever. You brought it up. That's the only reason I even uttered that word. <laughs> All right. Um, you ready to move on to your next pick? Let us shall. It's one of Enchantress's favorites right here. <laughs> What's it? This is a soundtrack to Paperboy? Uh, this is actually the commercial. Warning. Such behavior is irresponsible, immature, and very foolish. We recommend the soundtrack you try it at home. There it is. Paperboy. Yeah. A mindscape for your Nintendo Entertainment System. There we go. That commercial uh, threw me off. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. Uh... Isn't it's a very soothing? I sat and listened to the entire. I pulled up the, like the audio, just the music clip that they had online as I was just doing my research, and I just listened to this over and over on a loop. And it's so soothing. I always joke that Paperboy was the game everyone's friend owned because you never meet anyone who says, "Oh yeah, I had Paperboy." They're like, "Oh yeah, my friend had Paperboy, and I played." It. I didn't again. All these games is my aunt had. Uh, yeah, Paperboy, what did I talk before that? Actually, did I own any of these games that I have? I own, uh... Bionic Commando, California But games. I had Bionic Commando my second time around. City Con, Paperboy. Uh, California Games, City Connection, and then my last pick, uh, The Cool Kid Next Door that why I'm a Dolphins fan had. So yeah, I'm in my first run as a child having Nintendo, I didn't own any of these games. It was all friends and family that owned them. And eventually, I would add all these to my collection, uh, my second-gen or third-gen collection. I'm on my fourth now, and there's a purge in between every one, so I'm basically starting from scratch. The only one that I think I still have, like the original of, is Mario 3 and Ghostbusters are the only two, I think. Yeah, we didn't own a lot either, but that was the thing about Nintendo. You played at your friend's house, so your collection mm -hmm. was like every every relative and every friend you had. Like, you, like if you'd go there, you'd play the games you didn't have. Yeah. That's how Nintendo worked back then. And that's what made him so exciting, too. Yeah. Oh, you, no, he's like, got, he's like got a fresh game. game. I remember my, my friend down the street, Vincent. And those were some of the best nights of my life. That summer we were playing, we got, he got Mario 3 first, and we just sat down there. And I just remember there was like five of us, and I just watched. We just wanted to watch, and we would like pause and be like, look at the graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But he had Paperboy. Blaster Master, and he had you know what game I was obsessed with. I always wanted to play when I was down there, mm. and he'd be like, "This game sucks. We're not playing it." He had Spy versus Spy. Oh, my friend, uh, the kids up the street had that, and we would play that, and it was it's a horrible game. 
Horrible game. It was a different game, though. Right, but I wanted to but play it so bad. again, it wasn't my game, so it was so cool to fire that up and play. Yeah, exactly. They would never want to play it. That's exactly right. Um, My other friend had Monster Party. He also had Blaster Master, which I like, too. Um, but, oh, I'm sorry. Paperboy. Paperboy. Uh, it's an Atari game. Uh, it actually was, there was a, uh, what's cool is the, uh, the cabinet version, the arcade version actually has bike handles on it and that's how you controlled. I couldn't imagine it. I'll stick to my D pad. Thank you very much. Um, what sticks out to me is about this game. I feel like this is the first game where you can play it and have fun by playing it the wrong way. Where now you have like sandbox games and the freedom to kind of just explore or do dumb shit or, uh, I don't know, like, um, something like, like, like you look at like GTA now. You just go, like, we would just go on, you go on a rampage. You're not playing missions, you're just messing around. <laughs> yeah. Paperboy was the first time you can go on a rampage. Like, the point of the game was to deliver papers to the houses successfully, either get them in the mailbox or on the doorstep, and make it to the end past the training course and f- over the finish line. And then people were at the end cheering for you. Who actually did that? Right. No one did. No, you went around and you tried to break every window, hit every person on the street, knock over every trash can. That was your goal. Mm-hmm. So for me, this was the first game that broke with the play to win scenario this was just you i played paperboy to have fun yeah i went in there trying to break as many windows and knock over as many tombstones as i could and i didn't make it very far and even if i could once you get to that training course i would just smash everything god that was so frustrating (laughs) i felt like that took that kind of ruined it for me what um the training course at the end right uh, when trying to go through the like hitting the ramps and the loops, I get it's different. I get it. Um, I just feel like it kind of just took me out of the the immersion of the game. That one, like you know, I'm role playing as my paper boy or a paper throwing terrorist, mm-hmm. uh, if you would. Um, I also want to give a um, since we're we're cursing um, a, a big fuck you to the um, lawn jockey. Um, that's so. Uh, uh, racially insensitively uh, jumps in front of me each and every time. That one got me all the time. That's what got you? Yeah. That, that one would always get me. The lady with the uh, rolling pin was hilarious. Yeah. But you can outrun her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tornadoes kind of sucked. Oh, um, yeah. Why was a tornado just blowing through this town? Well, why did death just walk out on a driveway? That's true. Was it cosplay? Is it Halloween? Why aren't the houses decorated? Or is it really death? Um, that's a good question. It wasn't a Bill and Ted movie, so I mean, a video game. I always thought about that. Was it? That's what I always thought like, too. I, I, I always assumed it was like, yeah. And and the view of what makes this game work so well is, uh, the angle. So like you're not playing it from like a, a top down, or uh or, or a side scroller. It is uh what? Uh, hang on, I can't even read my own handwriting. Oblique projection view. So meaning it's kind of to scale, but off scale a little bit. 
and it, it just it works for this game. I, I initially thought I, I was going to say it was an isometric game, but it's not an isometric game, unlike others like, um, oh, what's an isometric game? Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think about Landstalker. It's like Landstalker, <laughs> that's an isometric game. What's that? I was waiting for it. Oh, no, no, no. That just popped. I, I didn't mean to. This wasn't in the planning and actually written down for three days now. I wasn't just going to bring it up. But like Landstalker, even though it was on the Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. um, you played as this like elfish kind of person. And you had a little bat uh, fairy friend and you'd go around looking for King Null's treasure in an isometric landscape. Similar to the oblique uh, projection view of uh, Paperboy. Right. Oblique projection view. Oblique projection. If there's anything um, that you, you can say that you learned the word oblique today. Isn't that like a part of my body? It's that too. Okay. I don't know where it is. Mine's hidden underneath some fat somewhere. No, you're very handsome. You're a beautiful boy. Yes. Yes. I know that. But you you, you say that like I, I'm you say that like I'm not. Like you're using it to make me feel good. Not at all. I'm I'm just telling you that it's true. Well, if you were to look at me from an isometric view and not an <laughs> oblique projection view you would see how beautiful i am i do i'll i like see you, you look at me from a, an oblique projection view which is probably good because then my size and scale would be off <laughs> unless it's the other way around i don't know there was a bunch of charts and numbers and math i'm like i don't know what any of this means this is sciencey kind of stuff and i like sciencey kind of stuff but like the dumb kind of sciencey stuff where you, i just i'm gonna regurgitate it you just actually show me numbers and I have to understand it. That's not going to work. Right. All right. Um, you ready to go on to my next one? Uh, let, let's, yeah, let's go on. This is a fun one. Ooh, fun. Can you pinpoint what this is from? <sighs> Did so, you change your picks? No. I'm, I gotta scroll back a bit so I can get this right. <laughs> it so, is stalling, 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 stalling. Two-sided scrolling people back. Screaming do, do, do. right now. Hang on. There's Jake at Thunderbox. Keep going going keep going keep going scroll oh this is oh wait no i missed a show wait oh keep going back that uh, no, no. talked about silent no. service hang on okay uh game boy accessories as another previous show wait no wait no that's, that's the show before damn it okay it's battle toads it is battle toads <laughs> this was uh the old battle toads with uh rash zits and pimple uh, trying to uh, capitalize on the popular power of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Developed by a teensy little company called Rare. 
1991. Ow. They would go on and do nothing. Really? Yeah, as far as I know. No, because they had some... Oh, you're being snarky. Yeah, right. They're owned by Microsoft now. Microsoft owns the Battletoads. Uh, this is a beat-em-up game. This was, like, my first, like, real foray into beat-em-up. This game was so <laughs> much fun. Um, this was a controller cracker to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, we would always... I never owned this. We would always rent this. And I remember one time, my mom had a friend, and she had her, her, her son who came over, and he was, like, a big video game guy. And there was one night... There's a lot of thin crust Pizza Hut pepperoni pizza, like Coke and Pepsi, because we were never allowed soda, and just a lot of greasy controllers and playing Battletoads all <laughs> night long. Uh, that sounds like a party. It was so much fun. It was this, this typical scrolling uh, beat em up, and uh, from the isometric perspective, squeezer for you talking about perspectives. Ooh, uh, like Landstalker. Yes, there was the, the difficult that was infamous. It was the Turbo Tunnel. In the NES version, um, <clears throat> it took difficulty from like, uh, like you know, you, you might be able to beat this game to like, you'll never beat this game ever. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I could go over the plot with you, but if it's a beat-em-up, you don't need a plot. No. Uh, it was obviously developed by um, Rare, and it was in response to the popularity of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that arcade game. So they're like, that's a beat-em-up. We'll make a beat-em-up. Uh, everyone was making a beat em up, and uh, nothing was more popular than the X Men and the Turtles. So, what a what a time to make a beat em up at that point. Um, Did they realize while they, while they were making it that they were making it so damn hard? Yeah, the the NES one is notoriously difficult uh, mm -hmm. and so extremely difficult. So they toned it down in different ports to make it more accessible. But the NES one was just known to be difficult. That's we we game genius. I'm not afraid to admit that. Oh, absolutely not. No. So I do you remember the pilot from Deke for Battletoads? Yeah, I do. I, I absolutely. Until I read about it, I was like, I do remember the pilot. I've seen the pilot. I don't know when and where, but I did see it. Apparently, uh, they produced it and they aired it. They syndicated in the United States on Thanksgiving weekend. That was a thing. Uh, and it was never picked up for show. But there was a pilot for Battletoads. I remember seeing it. Now, maybe it, maybe I'm uh, projecting somewhere. Like, I, I've might seen it. You might be confusing, it. like, Street Sharks. Because it was kind of... No. I, well, I, yeah. I rewatched it the other day, and it's kind of the same thing. Or maybe it's just because I know there was a Battletoads show... And that was enough. There's one episode. It's like the. I don't know even. I found it. Where did I find it? I was searching for a while. I didn't know if you could find it on um, YouTube even. Battletoads cartoon. Yeah, it's on. Of course it's on YouTube. Yep, whole thing's on YouTube. Excellent. Is the alien cartoon on there? It is not. Now it's buried underneath the ground somewhere in South Korea. We're totified. I'm digging this.
But they did like the big fist and the hammer fist and the battle toad. Mm-hmm. Long intro. Driving a pink Cadillac that flies. Nothing says cool battle toads like the pink Cadillac that flies. And like a, a wire. And, and Brian Wilson. He wrote this in one of his manic states, I think. He's just floating in a pool somewhere, and he's like, I'm thinking of these psychotic toads. I'm good at organizing. I'm assuming I'm not, you're listening, or you're watching it now. I'm assuming it looks like a deke cartoon. Oh, it is a deke cartoon. Okay. <laughs> you're a toad. Yeah, well, you don't look so good yourself, buddy. Whoa, that's a good comeback. Well, of course it was. All right, that's enough of Battletoads cartoon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, yeah, Battletoads video game. One of my favorites. Uh, here's your last pick, Squeeze. Ready? Uh, Yeah. fun music oh it is fun it just doesn't make you sound like you just want to kick back and chill or um watch a Dwayne the rock johnson movie or just yeah rampage through the country just destroying building after building i feel like did you, you, you did you see that movie no was did any you, i mean i don't know did you did would this i feel like you want look to i don't get out to the movies a lot if i'm going to i'm not gonna go and see rampage I mean, I go to the movies a lot, and I still wasn't going to go see Rampage. Sure. Um, it's like they were just—they just wanted to continue on the uh, tradition of video game movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Just got to keep that—that that steady uh, tomato meter score, like a base level for video game movies. It's like, oh, Rampage, perfect. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good movie. I don't want to be mean. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf and be a positive little squeezer here. You are a sweet, positive boy. I am. Um, this was, my, again, a uh, friend next door. He had this. Uh, he had Rampage. And every time we got a chance to go, uh, we would go and play this. And I didn't realize, um, in doing my research, people don't consider this a good game. Like, this game gets a lot of hate out there. Yeah. And it hurt my feelings. Because I think it's a great... It, look, I get it. Technically, it's it's not it's not Mario 3. It's not gra- really groundbreaking in any in any sense of the form. And like gameplay is... It's actually really easy. It just takes time. And eventually we did beat it. But it was one of those things where... You know, it take like three hours to beat it. And, you know, when the parents like kick it... Like we would like put it aside. Make sure... Leave it on. And there is times where you come back and like the you turn the TV on and you get that white screen and you look down and the little red lights flashing. You're like, fuck, I was in Wisconsin. And you got to start all over again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it's a really fun co-op game. You know, and at a time that was almost that was kind of rare. Like you, you, you took turns or um yeah, like uh, like 
you would fight side by side in like a, a side scroller, like a like a, a double dragon kind of thing. Um, but to kind of just be able to meander about and do dumb stuff, again, like uh, similar to Paperboy, there was no wrong way to kind of play Rampage. You can spend like a bunch of time just, uh, you know, bashing hell. Like we made a little game just out of trying to jump off the building and to smash the helicopters out of the sky. Right. Like that was just kind of like a little like a little side bet that you would make and try to like do that or try to find the gross stuff to eat. Like that you would go look for the poisons or you wanted to find the person in the bathtub and like eat them. Uh, and then eventually yeah, you smash your way through the level and you move on. Or you just you cross the the bridge and and go into the water and you just kind of bounce around down there and giggle because I don't know you found it funny, um, but it was a simpler time. There wasn't yeah, much, and right, this was yeah. again one of those games where it's the first time that you can. There was no wrong way to play it, um, which made it a lot of fun, and it was just you know fun game to play with. It definitely is better when you're hanging out playing with a friend and just messing around, which is <laughs> almost I feel like that's what it's made for. Right. Um, it's more fun. More fun. Yeah. Uh, there was no uh, no Ralph. Um, so in the arcade version, you had um, George, uh, uh, Lizzie, and Ralph. Ralph was the werewolf who was also in the movie, but right. uh, was cut from the NES version uh, for uh, – storage memory per uh you know just it was too big of a game so they they sure. toned it down a little bit and made it more simple and also in the arcade version you could play with three people but back in the day you can only play with two anyway so what was the point it's not like like gameplay changed between um uh fake king kong and fake godzilla you know <laughs> Ah, that's fine. I, I, I don't know Rampage at all. I know that really? now. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I got to get it. Well, you can buy one of those. a good one to fire up and like just mess around and play together. Enchantress and I have a collection now of like four, I think, of those little arcade cabinets they sell, those tiny like six inch ones that have a game on it. Mm -hmm. We have Frogger. We have the Wreck-It Ralph game, Fix-It Felix. She got me one of those uh, gimmick Amazon ones that have like 200 games on them that are fun. Yeah. And she, uh, I, we have the Oregon Trail one that looks like an old PC. It's really cool. I remember when those first started coming out, then they, the first one to come out was like the Atari joystick. No, no, um, no, no. Like no. it wasn't, I know what you're saying. These have a screen built in. They're the these whole have cabinet. a screen built in. Yeah. But like I remember this was, uh, it was probably my first tour of duty with the company and when those Atari joysticks came out and they had RCA outputs on them and it was preloaded. So we would, one guy had it and he would have it in his bag and he'd bring it to the remote. And once you're all set up, you were done. You have like three hours of downtime and you would go to the like announce table and like the side of the basketball court where the monitor is that the announcers would use during the game. And you'd plug that in and we would take turns of playing, uh, you know, old, uh, Old Atari games. Jake and I saw that there's like an intent. I'm sorry, a, a WWF one called Steel Cage Challenge. It has one game on it. Um, it's it's one of those plug-in. They made tons of those, but that's hmm. not what these are. These are just stand we're making like a yeah. mini little arcade. And Rampage is there. Maybe I'll pick that one up. 
So how it, it would like sit on your desk? It's not like the the little big ones right like now, that are built for like four year olds. No, no, these are like about seven inches tall, and you could. Because I would get one of those and just get a chair. <clears throat> right. These are uh, these are pretty cool. So we're just it's like a decorative thing that people come over and it's like a, a mm-hmm. like a talking piece. It really fits the like your Stimpy uh, hand sanitizer pump. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, these they're very cool. Um, yeah, it, it's, um, it's, it's a fun game to really just mess around with and not take seriously. And like, there's no, in the end, you think you're going to get this great satisfaction conquering the whole U S and they're really, whereas like, you know, the end of Bionic Commando, you, you get to, you get to go all Raiders of the Lost Ark on Hitler's head and, and blow his head up. And it's awesome and gross at, at the end of Rampage, uh, you get congratulations with two exclamation marks on a black screen <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> so I, I just quickly did a quick Google on this WWF <laughs> WrestleMania Steel Cage Challenge. It's one of those plug-in games. It was mm-hmm. released last year, 18, 2018. It was released in 1992 by Acclaim Entertainment for the NES and in 93 for the Sega Master System and Sega Game Gear handheld console uh it has hulk hogan randy savage ted dibiase irs bret hart and the undertaker the nes version i think is that's the one that you get it has jake roberts sid justice roddy piper and the mountie uh the sega version replaces those characters with rick flair papa shango papa shango sean michaels and tatanka the tv game version features the nes roster but with ultimate warrior and Razor Ramon replacing Hulk Hogan and the Mountie, respectively. That's so weird that they changed the rosters up that much, like per system. That happened all. We talked about this. Like Hogan, Hulk Hogan was in the Sega Royal Rumble Genesis game, but he wasn't in the Nintendo one. It was because based on development, like some, you know. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. I guess yeah, they would take time to develop a game per. It wasn't just as simple as it as it is nowadays sometimes crazy all right i don't know anything about how to make a video game no neither do i but we are on to my last pick you ready for it it's an educational game squeezer huh oh oh yeah it is it certainly is and uh just because there's a little preamble i have the full there it is uh, this is Mario is Missing. This came out in... Uh... Now, see, so I'm watching it. It's like Luigi on Yoshi, and it's like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the castle scene from Super Mario World, but it's not. It's a fucking educational game. I loved it. <laughs> so it came out like at the tail end of the NES's run. Because clearly Super Mario World was out already. Yeah. But uh, my 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 parents, and not, not the same one who played Battletoads with me, but my parents, my mom's other friend, her son had this game. That's This was what Nintendo was all about. And we played it there, and it's kind of addictive. It's kind of like Mario meets like Carmen Sandiego. Yeah. It's uh, a very good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I remember playing it there and liking it. And then one day when I was sick... My dad went to Blockbuster and got it for me for SNES. 
Ooh. Yeah, because I had the, S the SNES was my console. I had it in my room. So I would play this constantly. Um, oh, why? Wow, I, I remember this. I just remember specifically playing it a lot while I was sick this one week from home from school. And uh, it was uh, it was released on computers as a point and click adventure. But I. Of course. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, that's where I, pl I played this on DOS. Yeah, it was DOS and Macintosh. Yeah, my my friend, uh, different friend, uh, he was he was the computer. You, you had one kid in the group. He was the computer kid, at the time. Right. Um, and they were all in, and that's where like the first time I played I played Wolfenstein, uh, was on his dad's uh, on his dad's laptop. Um, but yeah, they had it was uh, um, Mario's missing, and I think it was on eight eight floppy disks or something like that. That makes sense, yeah. And you just swap out the floppy disks. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, there was a version that had uh, the quick time clips featuring like landmarks and everything. It's an educational game. Uh, educational games can be fun. I like them because I. Here's the thing about educational games: they're usually slow. Right, and, they, I, and I like that. slow. Yeah, like, of, I like slow games. That's why I don't like racing games. I think I get stressed out. I want to take my time and enjoy it. This was a huge hit for the company that developed it and Nintendo. Um, they uh, made tons of money off it. I think uh, a couple million in profit. Um, and we had a sequel. <clears throat> had a few sequels. There was a, a lot of... There was Mario's Missing, then there was Mario's Time Machine. So it was kind of like, where in the world is... Carmen San Diego, and then where in time is Carmen San Diego? And then it was Marley, my, uh, Mario's early years, uh, which was like uh, like kids' games that they I remember playing kind of versions like on Commodore 64. Mar Mario's early years, like yeah, so it was like fun like a young Mario. Yeah, it was fun because it used the baby. But he was Mario. just a plumber, like he wouldn't have been in the Mushroom Kingdom. It was, uh, but remember those games with the Mario World Two with the baby Mario and ba baby Luigi. Well, yeah, but that that that, that breaks canon. He would have just been, you know, living in a, you know. So it was fun with letters and fun in with a, numbers. In a shitty Brooklyn apartment, probably with bad parents. And they had a instead of Mavis speaking, you had a. Remember Mavis Beacon teaches typing? I do. Yeah. So they had Mario teaches typing. Um, nowhere on this to say it ripped off Mavis Beacon. That just popped in my head when I read Mario teaches typing. Because at school, everyone played Mavis Beacon teaches typing. Who the fuck was Mavis Beacon? Um, I'm halfway there. Uh, she was Mavis... Oh, she's a fictional character. Created for Mavis Beacon Teaches Typing. Oh, she was? Yep. Oh. Mavis Beacon Teaches Typing. Oh, comes from the combination of Mavis Staples and the word Beacon, an allusion to her role as a guide to typing. Is that why they used the black woman on the cover? Yes, because they, her inspiration came from Mavis Staples. Oh. Look at I, that! I always thought it was that woman. But it looks like Every version has a different woman of that type. Oh, great. So we can make get some Christmas vacation references going, too. Hip, hip, hooray for Christmas vacation. Do, 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 do. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's our that's our NES show, too, Squeezer. 
we got to do an NES show three sometime down the road once I actually go through and figure out what NES games we talked about before. Because I was, I had a very long list and I had to narrow it down because I'm like, I swore I talked about this. I well, swore there, I talked about there's this. There's a few you you said we'd talk about, but we're gonna save them for like standalone shows. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for that other one down the road. That I was bummed that I didn't do the first time, and yeah, now I'm glad I'm yeah. kind of holding off. So we have a couple concepts coming for you in the future. We got a couple cool things um, in the pipeline, but we definitely have shows coming down. Don't forget to email us. He's squeezer at radyears.com. I'm rk at radyears.com. Uh, I don't know, uh, Squeezer taking that job with CAA. What's gonna happen? I'll, I'll see what their counter offer. I'll, I'll see if they're willing to accept. You know, I'm willing to work with them. Right. Um, um, if you like this show, please help us out. Go on iTunes or wherever you get this, and like and rate and review our podcast. I think you can only do that. On, uh, even if you don't like us, like it anyway. Or yeah, like it anyway. Do us a favor. Come on, man. We love you, and you love us back. Uh, go on our Instagram or check us out at radyears.com and uh, we'll be back next week with more uh, hopefully more Ghostbuster news more Ghostbuster news how awesome would that be like every every, every 12 hours they yeah. drop something Ghostbuster related right. until the summer of 2020 I'm, I'm all for it I'm gonna actually do the math on that and figure out how much material that would actually be yeah we well we'd have Ghostbuster news. We have Wait, some... 365 days in the year times two is six seven hundred thirty. Whoa! Uh, Did I really do that? So more ghost seven hundred thirty more Ghostbuster Wait, reports. Is that... Wait, hang on. Did I do that right? I don't know. Uh, Wait, hang some on. Caustic there... swearing. We're almost out of theme music squeezer. For fuck's sake, do the math quicker. Sixty-five times two is five. Get your hang on. Get your TI eighty-three hang... out. Six, seven, six, twelve. Hang carry on. Carry your two. Show your well, work. Hang on. No, you carry the one, dick. We're up, we're, we're got forty seconds. You gotta get this soon. Wait. It's twelve. Carry that one. Two, six. What was it? What did I say? Seven hundred and twenty. Thirty. Wait. Six. Oh, I was right. I did the math wrong. The second, I did it right in my head. To... Yes, seven hundred and thirty. Plus another, like, what, six months? Hang on. But wait, that, so that would just be 365. Hang on. That's right. Nine. We'll be back 1, next week. 1,095 uh, Ghostbuster drops until the movie comes out. And a lot of Ghostbuster drops. Talk to you next Get week. on it, Jason. <laughs>